<laughs> Welcome everybody to the High on the Hogs podcast. Hi on the Hogs. I have no idea what just happened, but I, I needed it. that laugh to I, just I think say. I broke it. Oh, after the day I've had, I needed that laugh. Oh, Good I night. I'm not going to talk bad about certain places, but I really want to. But I won't because I'm going to be nice. You don't have to. Man, it's been a day. But anyway, the Hogs are three and one. They are. They are three and one. I Go don't care. Go ahead and tell me my prediction is what? It's right. You were right. Been right about the first four games yeah, of the season. Yeah, Damn. yeah. Damn. Feels good to be perfect. Hey, hey somebody's <laughs> got to be winning here. So, other than just the Hogs. So. No, it's not. <laughs> The Jets, LSU, uh, LSU. <laughs> yeah, yeah, LSU lost big today, and I think they're going to lose a lot. Mike more. Leach, and yeah, Mike Leach isn't winning. <laughs> Mike Leach isn't winning. Uh, let's see, Lane Kiffin ain't winning. B Walk, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> B Walk ain't winning at all. Say it again, Steve. <laughs> B Walk ain't winning at all. Oh man. Good stuff. Good stuff. It was. It's so much more fun <laughs> to do this when the hogs are good and we can talk trash. Like we don't great. even know how good they are yet. Though. I know it. Like, if we ever get an offense that'll get to rolling and get a rhythm, we might have an even better defense than we thought we already have. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, if you can keep keep this defense off the field a little bit more, yeah. I got worried about them in that Ole Miss game, but they just kept making play after play after play after play. I watched that game. I think it was maybe 10. Was it 10 nothing or did it go up 14 and then we got a field goal? That was 10. Okay, so I think I picked yeah, it, it up was 10 nothing. at either four, 10 nothing or 17 nothing. A, a friend of mine from Oxford who was, uh, he lives in Dallas. He sends me a message. I want to already go ahead and congratulate y'all on kicking our ass this week uh, uh, because I'm going to get rude later and I'll be drunk and this. And I was like, wait, I was like, you haven't paid attention to much Arkansas football lately, have you? We were 4-18 and 18 over the past two years, bud. <laughs> I said, there's an issue. I said, stay in it. I said, we don't finish too well. <laughs> I didn't hear from the rest of the day. Yeah, this I'm in the deer stand looking around, watching the game. We score, and I throw both hands in the air and said, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Looked outside, there were no deer there. So, it was all right. good. <laughs> I know. So, I, we, we were in Denver this weekend, so I watched from the hotel room. It's a good thing I didn't go to one of the nice breakfast or lunch establishments during the game because I'm pretty sure everyone in our hotel, and we were on the ninth floor of the hotel, but we had the both we had both of our balcony windows open, and so uh, our balcony doors open, and so I, I'm pretty sure about all of Aurora, Colorado, and all nine floors of our hotel heard me yelling. Aurora's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's real nice. There's some real nice houses in Aurora. Like, Did you make it on the other side of Westminster? I don't know. Probably we drove all over that town, man. Yeah, it's only it'd be the, it's only like the, I want to say like the side going to like Colorado State. Yeah, and now, if it's on the side. northern side, we didn't go up to the northwest side of. We stayed in the south part of Denver. So. I think it'd be northwest. I think it's about right. Yeah, we went. So we went to Golden. You make it downtown cool. to like Cherry. Uh, was that Cherry Valley, Cherry Creek Mall, and all that area? We got yeah. We were all over that's Denver like, Zoo, mm-hmm, all that that's, area. Uh, that's kind of their uppity area. They've got a there's an Elway Steakhouse there. Yeah, top notch. Yeah, solid. I've been to both of them. The one that's over in like, like Cherry Creek or whatever is better than the one that's at the Ritz Carlton. Well, I can tell you that after the amount of time we had to wait for food all weekend, like yeah, you're probably waiting for a minute. <laughs> we were ba- we basically ate breakfast at like one in the afternoon every day. Yeah, I saw that. And then didn't eat again other than snacks until Where like. Where would you come eat breakfast in? if it wasn't for me telling you about Denver Biscuit Company? Uh, well, Four Friends Kitchen or Bacon Social House. Yeah, that's <laughs> or, a fortune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bacon Social that's House. That's $100 breakfast for three people. Uh, we didn't. Well, it was pretty close. Mm-hmm. I, I think I spent 60 on just two of us. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Spent, so. yeah. It wasn't cheap at all. It's we went. Oh, no. that's, I spent 100 there the last time we went to uh, Bacon Social House. Mm-hmm. But the, the, you can't not get the bacon flights. They're amazing. And, the, but, and so, yeah, but Denver Biscuit Company cannot be topped. But oh. everything was an hour and a half wait. So it was like, no matter where you went. I got so mad because we were trying to leave Friday to go to the mountains, and we go over there, and it's an hour and a half wait. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So we went back to the hotel, sat around for a bit, and let the, let, let the women get ready to go up to the mountains, mm-hmm. and then went back and ate. And so I think we finally got up in the mountains at like 
two in the afternoon. Uh, you're all right with the sun out there and everything right now still. So Yeah. Except I love got, it out there. That is one place I would drop and move in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. We got to looking at a bunch of houses. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you, though, what was really awesome is we got up. So so we decided to do some off-road trails. Weed's legal out there, too. It is that? 100% legal. I mean, I, it's, you know, I thought it was weird, like skunky smelling all over Denver. I don't it's know why. funny. Now, there is something. <laughs> there is a problem I have with Denver, and it's a bunch. They have a buku and buku of homeless oh, people awful. that squat all over the place awful. It is, that's and it's more in the downtown area that i've seen that but uh, other than if you get anywhere just right outside of downtown denver it's gorgeous everywhere oh, yeah yeah and i tell you it was so when i went down i went a couple of months ago and stayed in downtown and everything around the capital is awful in terms yeah, of homeless out, people you went like right after it, riot time and well that too. Like that too so. but um capital's trash it was out there when i was out there in uh what, late January, early February yeah. was like that. It's really bad. And then we went to, um, where do we? Oh, the, so we went past the Rockies baseball, the Rocky Colorado Stadium. Rocky Stadium. And the, I guess since they're not using it, mm-hmm. like literally, there's the bridge that goes over. I think that's I-25. Tents. It, it's nothing but tents all the way up to the stadium, all the way around. It's nothing but tents. It's so awful. At least Mile High is getting used. I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah. It was dark. I was disappointed. I was like, we're going to have to come back up no. when there's actually a game at home, and we can it go used to, to it. Sports Authority Field. It's Empower Field. Yeah, Empower. Or Empower. Sports Authority went out of Yeah, Empower Field at Mile mm, High. Uh-huh. Yep. So, yeah, we did. We spent a lot of time. We drove all over. I, Apple Maps is another one of those things that's on my shit list right now. <laughs> it's like, we want to go here, but it would take me to the complete other side of town. It's and then not right. my wife's friend, my wife's friend Terry, was just apparently fiending. Yeah, well, I guess she's my friend. Okay. So our friend Terry, I guess I can see she listens to this, so now she's going to be laughing and, and hysterically. Because I'm making fun of awesome. You. No, she's going to be hysterically happy because I said she's my friend. Which be I don't my know. friend. I'm gonna be honest. After this weekend, she may not be anymore. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just Bye, kidding. Terry. Happy birthday. It was Bye. good. Good times. Um, so you don't know, made me lose my train of thought now. I don't remember. You were talking about tents, and you were talking about Mile High Stadium, and where you were going, and then Apple Maps. And oh yeah, she wanted tacos. That's what it was. Thank you for bringing us back full circle. <laughs> my brain was, works sometimes. She, she was all about some tacos, so we literally chased a taco truck. And, and by the third location we went to, where it was supposed to be, finally found one. No. We were looking for the same taco truck. They were giving me different locations. By the third one, I was like, hey, guys, I think we're just going to the places it's been before. Let's stop going to all these addresses. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, we spent like an hour and a half looking for a taco truck. Did that didn't you succeed? Exist. Not that night. But we went you to found tacos. We went to a place called, and this, this is going to come out and sound really bad because I'm not, a, I don't speak Spanish, but it was called like Papusas y Tacos. Tacos. Yeah. A y. Yeah. It'd be e. E. Whatever. I'm. I'm not. I don't speak that language. Papusos I failed. Papusos. Tacos. Yeah. Papus. It's like they had an amazing torta. A torta. Yeah. You know what that I is, can right? say that one. Yeah. It's a sandwich. It's a, usually it's, a it's like sandwich. like a Philly cheesesteak yeah. in Mexico. It's amazing. It's, <laughs> there's a joint over there, attached to a hotel, across from Bass Pro, mm-hmm. that has one. It's a bomb. If you're it's about go- this damn long and about that wide, that'd be a foot by six inches for y'all that can't see this. <laughs> and it is loaded. If you can eat the whole thing, grown man status. You should. Uh, what's the What's the little spot down at the corner of uh, Salem and Highway Five, or Congo? Yeah, Salem Highway Five. The little Mexican joint right there on the right at the light. Salem Highway Five. Oh, Azteca. Yes, they have an amazing torta. Mm-hmm. They have a really good torta, there's too. Not anything, I don't know how we got off on this, but they have a great torta. No, there's not anything there, period, that you can't eat. No. They're nachos. They're street tacos. <laughs> Azteca is my joint. That's right down the street from St. Jake's. That so place is awesome. I'm all over that one. Yeah, that place is awesome. Okay, end of the game. We'll get into this game. I know we've already hashed this out. Most of you have. It's it's late in the week. We, we're doing the podcast late Sorry, this we're week. we're late. That's my fault, being out of town, all that good stuff. I take um, the blame, but... Uh, you know, if you didn't watch the, if you didn't, or if you did watch the fan reaction show last night, um, you know, I mean, really covered a lot of this. But so Felipe Franks has an okay game. I don't think he was great. He had a couple of bad decisions. The decision to to not throw the ball away on that fumble uh, could have really killed Arkansas. Thankfully, we they they threw it right back to us the next Greg play. Greg Brooks. Yep. And then uh, what was and then the interception just after that. Which, when you watch that play, and when I went back and watched it in the highlights, it wasn't as bad as it looked on you know live in the game. I, I don't know that you could put that on Franks because Franks was being blitzed pretty heavily right up the middle, and 
and had nothing there. Our and line so, was not getting a push. They made a decent pocket, yeah, but they were getting pushed back and were just, I guess, able to hold their ground enough. There were a couple times where they did great, but most of the time we were in our own backfield. Yeah, thankfully they weren't busting through the gaps for the most part and putting them on the ground. Yeah, it seems like any time that this team tries to go with the zone reads or anything that's got that takes a little bit of time to develop. We don't block it well, and, and I think a big part of that, and, and I talked about this a little bit last night, but you know, I was talking to my brother during the game Saturday, and he—he, he, I mean, he's a very he played offensive line. He knows the position, and he knows pretty, you know, he knows what he's talking about. And so, but he said these guys just look weak. They just, they just don't look strong yet, and I'm sure that's a big part of it. I mean, it's going to take time to turn these offensive linemen. Because you think about it, I mean, you saw they the weight everybody that down. They did last year, and so and Pittman wants to two sixty to two eighty was pretty much an average. Yeah. For that line, and Pittman wants you know three hundred, three fifteen, right, and bigger if you can hold it on the frame. Now they've got some boys up there. Uh, I think Jalen St. John uh, Henderson, if he decides to get back on the line, which I think he will. Yeah, they've got him permanently moved to tight end right now, and slimmed down to like two eighty. Yeah, and he was carrying like three fifteen, three twenty. Uh, a couple other ones I can't remember off the top of my head, but they've got some some meat up there that they can put on some boys for sure. Oh yeah, and they got the other guys guy got from the Memphis, uh, John, another big lineman. They got two linemen from Memphis yeah. and one from St. Louis. St. John, St. John, St. John, St. Louis. Yeah, St. John was from St. Uh, Louis. Remember the other one. Marcus now. Henderson was from Memphis, and the other Ray. His name's Ray something. Oh, I don't remember. I have to go it's back. Ray. And look. Yeah. I know that. I don't remember, but yeah. It, so the key there is just strength, I think. Mm-hmm. You know they they looked good being able to step bo- step back and hold position for the most part, but in the read option game they they're just still really slow. That and hurts it the doesn't run work. game too. It does, and it and so you know we talked about this too. You know this was something that you and I talked about. Something Tyler and I talked about. The running game really needed to get going in this game. They really didn't. 150 yards. They, they, we did average three yards carry, but a lot of that was you know helped by Traylon Burks averaging 12 yards carry. So I mean, you yeah. take Burks out of that equation, and I know you're not going to because Burks is going to run the ball like you did this game. But that's only four carries. So you take that number out of the cat out, out of this, and it really doesn't look great. I mean, no, Boyd doesn't. was under three yards carry. Traylon was just over Boyd three right yards now. carry, and I don't know what's going on with that. Boyd ran better. Will made a point on your on the uh, fan reaction show last night. Uh, about Boyd runs better out of the pistol. Well, and I think that's a timing standing thing. behind the quarterback because he's already in motion. And a lot of people, you know, from if you're standing there beside a quarterback, unless you got a great first one-two, you're in a little bit of a bind. Coming downhill yeah. to pistol and just picking the ball up and rolling, you're already moving. And well, it's it, so much easier with him not being an ultra shifty like a Trey Smith type running back. You know, you're going to have that problem, in my opinion. I think they need to set up. But there again, if you set up in the pistol, then you're you're giving away what you're going to be doing, you know, and, and teams will figure the tendencies on that. So he's going to have to adapt yeah. to what the well, offense needs him to do. Part of the issue. That inexcusable catch, though. Oh yeah, you got to oh, catch him. Oh, I was like putting out. Yeah, because that could have been that, that could have been six. six. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the and I don't know. Again, I think I've heard some people talk this week about you know, maybe it's a back issue. He couldn't get bent over. Whatever. If that's the case, and you shouldn't be on the field on that play. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a bad, sure a bad decision. Uh, but now, in Boyd's defense, in terms of what you're talking about, I think the reason he looks better coming out of out of the pistol formation is because it's a downhill running style. Yep. You don't have to wait for the lineman to get to pull, to do everything they're doing with all the read option stuff. And so it's a little quicker. You, The point you make about Traylon being quicker and being shifty, that's the difference. Traylon can make a guy miss right there at the point yes. of contact where Boyd can't. And I don't know if that's injury. I don't know if that's just Boyd's running style, maybe a little bit of both. I think both. it's Boyd's running style, personally. Yeah, and so he is more of a downhill runner. you got a guy who's 6'1", 205, 210, and you got a guy who's 5'7", 5'8", 175 pounds. Right. You know, they're, they're – that 30 pounds is a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, now you get A.J. Green up on the hill next year, and it's not going to matter. Right. Well, and again. someone like him because he's got wheels and he's plenty big. Yeah. Well, and in that scenario, too, you hope that at that point that you have an offensive line that's getting more push. And that yeah. is the issue. This, this offensive line is just not getting any push, and that's really hurting the running game. So, you know, we'll jump into I, – I guess I'm going to jump – I'm going to make a – I'm I'm gonna make a change to our lineup here we're, since we're talking about it. Decision. So since I, let's go ahead and talk about the offense because the offense is the concern right now, and we'll get into the defense and, and our thoughts there. But the offense is a concern right now. But I don't know that I agree with this whole idea that Bryles is doing a poor job. 
here's how I think things are going right now for Bryles. I think Bryles is learning this team. Remember you get your opinion. I'm gonna have mine yeah, afterwards. So, so <laughs> I think Bryles is learning this team. You think about the fact there was no spring practice. There was no no nothing in the fall. Mm-hmm. So you've had no time to really build any kind of good consistency or any rhythm in this offense. So you're and on top of that, you don't have matchups against lower division teams that you should be able to handle. You run right into SEC play. Now, the disappointing part on Saturday was Ole Miss was a, is a horrible run defense, and Arkansas didn't take advantage of that. No, they and, didn't. And it's a personnel issue. It, I don't think it's a play call. I do question some of Browell's play calls and when he calls them, but I think that's more – those are things that I think they would have had cleaned up if you had a true spring and fall camp where you could have had guys, you know this play's going to work. You know whether or not this is going to work or this is going to work. Now you're out on the field, and you're almost running on the fly at this point to some extent. And so, in, in to me, in Browell's defense, I think he's going to be a great OC here. I just think, and I know Arkansas fans don't want to hear this, and I think that the success is breeding a little bit of overconfidence in a fan base in that, oh, we got to get rid of Browell's. we got to get somebody in here who can do this. Nope. Look, we have athletes on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. We have deficiencies on the offensive line, and we don't have a tight end that we can trust right now. Which makes no sense to me. Right. Go ahead. And so, because of all those things, I think that's why Browse is and this offense is struggling right now. Are we doing a little point-counterpoint here? I've had it. Okay, so I'm with you on Browse. I think he's going to be there. Get rid of the cutesy. Yep. You don't have the continuity like you're talking about from not having the spring ball or the warm-up team so to speak now last year they weren't warm-up teams because they beat us but you don't have the people put together to where you can do a double reverse that's a long slow developing play even when you have fast people that's a lot of field that you're having to pick up behind the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. uh tj hammonds is a rocket he doesn't need to see the field any bit from anything other than a straight handoff, like in a, in a Trey Smith type role, and that's it. And until he learns to go north and south, not left and right or east and west or however <laughs> you want to say it, keep his ass on the bench. Yeah. Second, obviously you got to go to, to Burks. You're going to have to find someone else. Davion Warren has been found. Uh, I think you need to put a little more Mike Woods into the system. I like Franks a lot. There's some of his stuff that I question. And it's stuff I've questioned since he's played with Florida. I hated the guy at Florida because he would play terrible half the time and then still find a way to win with what they had. (laughs) And I hated it because he was against other teams. I'm like, how does he do that? It looks so terrible, but he still pulls it off. I like that about him, but at the same time, I said, don't. (laughs) As far as Bryles, like I said, though, my whole thing is get rid of the cutesy. You know what works. Get the ball to Burks, Boyd, Trey Smith. Franks has done okay to as much as you can. Right. And I think and I think a big part of the Franks issue right now and, and the running game is still that offensive line, and that's a big part of the cutesy plays. Mm-hmm. You don't have the offensive line to not run good. that cutesy you stuff. You might have them, but they're not on the field yet. Exactly. Well, and if they are on the field, they're just not ready. to. to they're not quick enough. They're not strong enough. They're just not in the position. And I think it was who played who was who played Monday night? Football? Yeah. Who was the Pro? Monday night game? Yeah. What, which one, the Dallas game against the Cardinals? Or are you no. talking about the early game with the Chiefs and the uh, – Maybe it wasn't Monday. Anyway, I watched Chiefs the game this weekend. I don't remember who it was. It, and it might have been – it might have even been a college game now to think about it. I don't know. Anyway, they ran a play similar to what Bryles tried to run earlier in the year, and, and they had the uh, – it was when he pitched the ball to himself. What, who was that? Who did – oh, my gosh, it's going to bug the crap out of me now. I know the play you're talking they about. They had a play, and he, he bounced faked off it. of somebody. It's Kyler Murray. It was that's who it was. It, no, it was the Kyler Murray play it, in the Cardinals game, and he was. When did they play? They played Monday night against the Cowgirls. That's I mean, right. Okay, so it was that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Sorry, they ran a play where Murray. They, they it was a bunch of fakes, a whole lot of window dressing and stuff like mm-hmm. that, similar to a play that Browse had ran before. Like Cliff Kingsbury and then, all day. Yeah, and then Murray like turns and flips, literally flips the ball to himself, faking the reverse the other way, which was it was, and it's so. That's the idea of what Browse wants to do with his offense. He just doesn't have, have the personnel a, to do it. You don't have a Kyler Murray. Well, it, we may. I mean, you got to. I mean, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. Hang on. Time out. <laughs> don't 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 kill me. I'm not comparing Hornsby to Murray. I'm just saying you have a guy that has a skill set 
semi-similar to what Kyler Murray can do. Not the speed. Ooh, and, and we'll see. Hornsby, I think, a, may have a better arm or a, pretty close. That's a big step. And it's it big, is. Big little bitty shoes to fill because that is not a big yeah. man. Yeah. But that dude is just – he's that – 13-year-old Pop Warner kid that's out there and you just know he's better than everybody. Right. And then he gets out there in high school and you know he's better than everybody. And then he's just that guy. And he's out there playing with grown-ass men and he's still the guy that you look at and you're like, ain't no way in hell this guy's going to succeed. <laughs> right. And he's still like, let's get it. Yeah. And, and he goes. And that's yeah. it. He impressed. I, I was a doubter big time in that guy when he came out and went back from playing baseball right. to go play college. I'm like, man, he's making a mistake. I said, the man, the money's there big time in baseball and everything. And this dude's over here going, I'm going to go play college football. And then I'm going to be the number <laughs> one pick of the draft. And I'm going to win the Heisman. And I'm five ten. Yeah. So <laughs> quarterback. So I do think that there's some principles there. That is what Browse wants to do. And he just doesn't have the personnel to do it. And, and so I don't think it's fair right now to be indicting Bryles because this offense is struggling. I'm with you. I think I think the offense is going to struggle. I'm, I'm with you on the cutesy plays. Let's get rid of them. But I do think that's part of the learning process for Bryles and learning his team. I agree, but when that cutesy play, when thank God for a monster defense because yeah. when one of those cutesy plays blows up bad enough and somebody puts six on the board or it's a difference in a game, that's where you're going to see the stop in. Right. And Pittman's going to have to be like, hey, I love it. But you got to stop right well, now. Well, and that brings that that brings me to a point too. I heard uh, so I think it was a post game press conference, at, and I was listening to to Pittman, and he made a and this is a remark that I don't think I don't think I've heard anyone else pick up on, but I thought it was very interesting. He said when they were asking about the running game, he said we have to run downhill more. In he other words, he about. wants he either whether it be under uh, under center or in a pistol formation. He wants to go head to head, line up, and run down down. And he made the point that this that the offense isn't quite strong enough yet; that they're not getting the push. I heard him talk about that. And so, and then he said, "That's when he made the point: we need to run down here. I think we're able to run downhill better than what we're doing right now." And, and, you don't and have what to push I long. what I took from that was, you want to run in more of a not really I formation, but some principles of that versus all this read option right now because your you offensive still, line can't handle it. But you can still read out of a pistol. You can absolutely you can, but I don't think that changes anything. I think the idea is get rid of all the all the misdirection, get rid of all that, and let's run downhill and just road grade people. And mm-hmm. I think that's what he wants to do. I think he wants to do the read option. I think that's why you got Malik Hornsby. It's why you got KJ Jefferson. You got guys that can do that in the future. You, you've got a Lucas Coley coming who can do those things. And so, mm-hmm. absolutely, I think that you could have a Felipe Franks for another year if he yeah, wants it. Yeah, and so I that's mean, going to bring up some questions too, though. Oh boy, <laughs> not for me, not right, right. now. But I'm just saying. Yeah. So, so I mean, so not to not to drag this out, but I do. I think that Browse deserves a long leash here because, again, we knew how difficult this turnaround was going to be. We didn't expect it to be this good. Well, we no one expected the defense to do what it's doing. I boldly predicted this, but I didn't <laughs> think I was going to be right. Right. I don't think anybody predicted would have. There's no one in the nation that could have predicted it to go the way it's gone. No, not not being late. I expected the offense to be more of a let's put 38, 45 points on the board yeah. and our defense to bend and not break and maybe hang on by a few points and win some shootouts. Right. I didn't expect us to have be leading the country in interceptions. Doesn't say pull those stats. Uh, where was that? Number one in the country off the top of my head in interceptions, number one in the country in defensive touchdowns, fifth in red zone, sixth in pass efficiency, and 19th on third down. Uh, Think about that. 19th on, the, on third down. On the defense. Third and Chavis is gone. And then, <laughs> I mean, the other stat that's kind of staggering is there's a comparison between the 2020 number and 2019. Mind you, we've played the number four team in the country. We played a Mississippi State team 16 that when we put played up them. 600 and some odd yards of offense on LSU. Uh, we played Shithead Morris, which... We won't talk about that because we all know how we feel. And then we played Ole Miss that just put up over seven hundred, <laughs> over six hundred yards over on 600, Alabama. Yeah. yeah, who notoriously has a stud defense that's going to ball hawk you, and they're going to score when they get the ball. In and their look hands. what they did to Georgia this weekend. They, they shut Georgia down. Georgia. Yes. <laughs> But the numbers, as far as it's just mind blowing from 20 to 19, we're first in the country. Obviously, I've said that in interceptions. Last year, we were 113th. Yeah, did we have what more interceptions in this game than we had all of last season? Yes. I think we had 16. I think I heard him say it this morning, maybe. We had 16 total turnovers last year over 12 games. We already have 13. Yeah. 
I mean, I think we were, what were we, plus five just Saturday alone? Yeah, seven to seven one. Seven turnovers. Seven to one or seven had to two. Had a fumble and an interception. So yeah, that's right. So seven, seven to two. Five, plus five. Yeah. Uh, we were fifth in red zone. Uh, we were 100th in red zone last year, which means if they got in the red zone, you might as well just put six or six on the board. Sometimes three, but most of the time. What's six. even more? Hang on. What's even more impressive about that stat? How many times have teams gotten to the one or inside the one on Arkansas this year and they've not scored? Ole Miss did it what three times? Two times at least for sure. Fumble. Did a fumble in the first drive. And then we stuffed them on the next one. There's stuff there, and then there was another stuff. There was a third stuff later. I thought there was a third one there. Uh, you also We also did it against Mississippi State. Yep. Uh, at least once, and that was a late one. That was a big-time one. Uh, Georgia, do we have anything? Do we stop them down there? I know that we made a yeah, I thought we did early in the game. I didn't get I to see that one. I was, like, loaded it's out so in that far. game. Been so far long, like, oh, so swear, long just, ago, but I think four, it was just a month ago. You know, yeah. Then a lot's happened. <laughs> Pass efficiency last year, we were one hundred and twenty third in the country. What are there? One hundred and thirty three division, division one. Teams? Yeah, roughly that. So there were ten teams that were worse than us in pass efficiency, <laughs> and third down. Well, third down, we were only one sixteenth. This year, we're nineteenth. So, I mean, those are. That was just stuff that I couldn't. Not talk about. No, I mean, it, and it's, it's impressive. Insane. The numbers are just insane what they've been able to do this far. One thing I do have to say, people out there, this is not the exact same team. I hate hearing that. It's the same guys we had last year. It is to a degree, but it's, I mean, there's several, you know, offensive side and defensive side guys that weren't even thought about last year. Oh, yeah. That are there. So it's not the same people, but it's the same gist of what's going on. Still seen no Devin Bush. Yeah, right. I don't know where he's at. Um, Trey Knox was there last year, so in the first couple of games, and no Trey Knox sighting. Right. Uh, running back, all you had last year was Boyd. So. Yeah. Well, and, and I and yeah, to your point, I, I think another big thing that people have to remember is if, even though a lot of these guys are the same guys from last year, they're a year older, and and they're being actually coached. To to me, the the impressive part for me. What is is the fact that he's doing it with guys that no one knows who the hell they are for the most part. Hudson Clark. Yeah, I mean, Hudson Clark, guys like – I mean, even Kari Johnson is a guy that's, had, that's done well. As, as a, he's a true freshman. Fresh. Jalen Catalan, I mean, people know who Jalen Catalan is, but who was – nobody's talking about Jalen Catalan before the season started. i tell you right now. You know, I, Jerry, outside of Arkansas, nobody was Jerry talking about Jacob Jalen Jacob starts after Monteric Brown comes back, I'll be surprised. See, and I wonder how because that's going to work out. I'm wondering about that too. Because yeah. you've got a stud over there It's a walk-on. You know, that's playing out of his mind. Do you, right. Do you put him back on the bench? I mean, Mont- there's no way you should have him starting over Monteric Brown. I think Monteric Brown, is he's a key piece. He's the best player we got, yeah. I think, in the secondary corner-wise. Right. Uh, because there's a man named Catalan back there who will be a pro ball player next year in a first-round pick. Yeah. But, I mean, what do you do with the other side? Do you move it around? See, I don't know because I've not been impressed with Jacobs. Jacobs seems to step slow right now. And I don't mm-hmm. know. It's a big difference between Sunbelt and SEC football. That and thing and right that, there. Yeah, I mean, the, the knee thing, his injury, I'm sure, is part of it. But he's just he's just a step slow. It's not. You and look and at I Burks, don't like it. Burks and Catalan both came off ACLs their senior year right. of high school. And Burks last year to this year, granted, he's a year more experienced. Yeah. But still, I mean, there's it's a night and day difference. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's, it, the, again, the key to me on the defensive side of the ball, too, is, you know, I made this point on the show last night. I made this point on, on social media during the game. This defense is just dudes being dudes. This isn't anything – I mean, it's just these guys want to play hard. There's a lot of hard on and, that field. Yeah, I mean, you look at a guy like – I mean, Grant Morgan. Let's just use that as the first example. I mean, what we've gotten out of Grant Morgan – again, I'm going to say it again. I apologize. What do you do, Steve? <laughs> I apologize. What are you apologizing for? For questioning Grant Morgan as an SEC linebacker. You're not the only one. Exactly. But I'm going to go ahead and be the, I'm going to go ahead and be a bigger man right now and apologize because I said it weeks ago that if he proved us wrong, I would apologize. And I've apologized every week now. The dude's a stud. He's, and I don't know what his future is after Arkansas, but the dude's a stud at Arkansas right now. I wouldn't be surprised with as much hard as he plays with. He's not super small, but he's also, I mean, can't be, what is he, 5'11? Maybe yeah, six maybe foot five, tall. Yeah, if he's six foot, that's he, being generous. 215. Yeah, he, he's maybe. just, he's short. He's not overly quick. No. He, I mean, 
But Does goodness he make gracious, a roster anywhere playing pro ball? I think he would have to from a heart perspective. Even if it's kind of like his brother, like Drew did, he got a shot. He be had his opportunity for a year or two. I thought. Yeah, he, he with, with I think the Dolphins. Miami. Yeah, and he had his opportunities. He got a couple. I don't remember if he ever got in an actual. Maybe NFL Drew game, hits a growth spurt. Yeah, I think we're past that. Not Drew. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Grant. I think we're past that on Grant too. I think our best hope at this Scotty point Pittman. is like Sam Pittman said. Uh, you know, we got to hope that that Drew and and Grant have a lot of have a lot of boys in the lineage on the way up and. We can have them in Arkansas yeah, in a yeah. few years. I saw that. <laughs> so, I mean, the dudes, it's just unbelievable. And even Hayden Henry had a phenomenal game. Julius exactly. Coates had a phenomenal game. That's the Julius Coates we need to see. Yeah. <laughs> can we get a last name with the last name Gerald back? Anytime yeah, I don't soon? know, man. I mean, I've heard different things. I don't know how significant that injury is, but it doesn't sound great. I thought it was wise of them to let Bumper stay out of the game. Oh, yeah. No. And it worried me. I mean, it's why I picked Ole Miss because I thought Arkansas would have all kinds of trouble over the middle uh, without Bumper. But it's the right thing, especially with having this week off. You're going to need these guys yeah. for the A&M game. You're damn sure right. All right. So, I want to get into this really quickly because I promised we'd talk about it. and no. and, and we've drug out a lot of time here in the first part of this pod, but Okay, so the word is, and it's and it's fair enough that you know Barry Odom could leave after this year because of how much success he's having at Arkansas. Barry's not going anywhere. So, I, I mean, I'll let you, you want this first. I'm just I'm starting with that. Okay, so you'll know where I'm going. <laughs> so I don't. I'm, I'm with you. I, we're probably gonna be on the same page, but I don't believe Barry Odom would get, will go anywhere. And I and I believe this for a couple reasons. Number one, if you did you see the Sam Pittman interview with uh, with uh, Scott Van Pelt? Did not. Okay, so they really, I missed that. Yeah, wow. so it's great. You have to look at the I like there's, SVP. There's about a five and a half minute. It's about a five and a half minute interview in during on the show the other night. I think it was last night, and he they asked him about job security or job his job at Arkansas and all this that and the other. And he said, you know what? He said, I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna cost me a lot of money in a few years, but this is my last job. I'm not going anywhere else. This is where I want to retire. I got a home in in Northwest Arkansas. We have from a home in Lake Oklahoma. Hamilton. My my wife is you know she's she's from Pittsburgh, Oklahoma, or Pittsburgh, Kansas. Mm-hmm. You know we're from this area. We I grew up seventy. Arkansas is my dream be. job. That's where I want to be. And, and so, and so one he he's it's not you can already tell one it's not about the money. He, he's not it, sure if if Arkansas offered him a six million dollar a year contract, who wouldn't take it? But I think Sam Pittman's the kind of guy that understands his spot as the CEO of this program. And I think Sam Pittman's the kind of guy that would say, you know what, I'll make, I'll, I'm happily making $3 million a year. Mm-hmm. Pay Barry Odom 2.5. See, that's where I was going with that. And, and so I think – page. Yeah, I, I, so I think what you'll see more than likely – He knows how important he is too. Yeah. You've got to have yeah. him. And so, sure, Barry Odom could go be a head coach at XYZ University somewhere, probably be a smaller school to get, you know, to get his footing back as a head coach – because I don't think he's going to get a big job. He's going to get a Memphis-style job, I think. And I'm not nothing bad about that. Just, but I he don't worked at Memphis before, right? But I don't think he, I'm not saying he go to Memphis. I'm just saying just that a style. job on that level. And so, if you're Barry Odom, you're from this area. Mm-hmm. You're a, you're a Missouri grad. You had your dream job. You're you're you know you were at your job you wanted to be at. You did fairly well, uh, just not well enough for what Missouri wanted out of you. I don't know what Memphis was thinking. Do you do you really want to pick up and start over in another area, move your family, when you could be the Brett Venables of the SEC and sit here and make what you could name your paycheck at Arkansas? I think you're right. I think you're you for little, little, I can't talk. You've one hundred percent hit the nail on the head. I mean, I'm oh, with man, you hundred percent. Yeah, for once. <laughs> talk about Kellen Mond some more. You might yeah, let's that. Not, we're not going down that road um, again. But we can talk about him next week. Yeah, maybe next week. <laughs> but I agree. I'm 100% on board with paying the man what he's worth. And you are 100% right, in my opinion, about Sam Pittman. Uh, not 100% sure, but I've heard it said that when he was called and offered the job, he took it without knowing a salary. Oh, I'm sure he did, yeah. I how true that is. Uh, I wouldn't put it past him. I'm saying, hey, do you want to be the coach of the Razorbacks? Yeah, sure, I'm on my way. Right, and that's we'll what Sam Pittman money about. later. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you make that kind of money. I mean, I, I don't ever see myself making that kind of money doing anything. If I do, I'm a little late and behind on how to do it. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it gets me so much with how much money these guys make, whether they're paid, you know, by the university, whether it's paid by boosters, right. or however it's paid to them, you know, they make stupid money for coaching a game that's yeah. for children. Yeah. 
And it's just it's, it's a game that makes a lot of money, too. Yeah, the it's, money that crazy. he puts in the stands. But that man is going to set himself up for a monster contract if he wants it. But he said, I mean, this is my first head coaching job. I'm 58 years old. You know, what, is, what do you get out of it? You get six, eight years, and then you, at that point, it, I think what you do with it, like I said before, before we started the pod, was you hand it over to Barry Odom. You yeah. keep him here long enough to pay him two and a half million dollars a year until Sam says, all right, I'm done. It's yours. Right. And you hand it to him six, eight years down the road yeah. and let him go with it. I think that's, in my opinion, that's the best move of what I've seen. Uh, I don't think you'll have Kendall Browse here that long. Well, uh, yeah. And we, but Kendall's going to have to show himself more. But like I said, this is a, optimum year for him to try to learn what he's doing for sure with what yeah. he's got and it's a weird one it is 2020 hello yeah. so i mean where do you go well and i think we talked about this too before the season started when there were some questions about if we thought one of these guys would leave i think with high level success browse is your guy that still has that trajectory of wanting to do more but you know odom's already been there he's done that now and i'm not saying that doesn't mean he doesn't have the passion to do it again but there's you know this guy's in his arena he's in his area how many great defensive ends came out of missouri how many great oh, defensive God. tackles have come out of missouri you think about how amazing of a defense he Let's coached see. while he was there alden smith came from missouri yep you had shane ray that came from missouri yep you had michael sam yep. that was the, the guy who came out to be a gay man <laughs> and still got drafted late and played was also an sec player of the year yep. defensively uh Who's the other end? They Aaron have... Aaron Donald? No, he's from Iowa. No, no there's another end I'm just missing on right now. Oh. That's a Missouri kid. Buku's and Buku's yeah, I mean they've had a ton of, of defense come off the defense studs yeah. that have played at the University of Missouri under Barry Odom and have played pro ball and been successful. Yeah, and so I mean he's That's in his what you want. Yeah, and he's in his there. element. Like, Absolutely. And so I just I don't think Barry Odom would go anywhere. And, and again, we could uh, be 100 percent wrong too. Though. Yeah, but I just. I just don't see it. I think that he's going to give this thing some time. And if nothing else, I think he's going to be there long enough to build something really well it. that he can turn over. I love watching else. the defense play like that. Yeah. it yeah. is. I can watch a defensive ball game all day long and just knowing that we might have an offense that when it comes together, oh, Lord. Yeah, and I've got to think about that Saturday. I'm like, I get tickled. If this team could just get a little bit of offense going, like, holy cow, man, this could be insane. I mean, if you could pull the, the three and outs, kill them. But, I mean, you keep thinking, oh, damn, here we go. The defense is going to sputter because they're tired, and they haven't yet. Well, and you look at it. I mean, the three and outs, they went three and out on their first possession. Yep. <laughs> they, went, they went, Then they went 11 plays, 95 yards on their next possession. That was, was on the fumble, fumble recovery. Uh, then they had a nine-play drive that ended in a punt, a seven-play drive that ended in a field goal. And let's see. A th- then you had a three and out that ended in a punt, a 12-play drive that ended in a field goal, six-play drive, Five plays, uh, then you had the fumble and the interception after six plays. So there's a third three and out. So, I mean, they didn't do bad. It looks like they only had three three and outs all day. So you, you've at least cleaned some of that up. You've seen some of the tweets and, and some of the, the, the comments that the defensive players have made. I think uh, I don't want to really call out names, but I, I was flipping through Twitter and Jashad Stewart posted he said it's like knowing what's going to happen he said yeah. all the tendencies and everything he's like we know what's going to happen you know and and you have to be in position and know what's going to happen with a quarterback to intercept the ball as many times you put six, six <laughs> interceptions on a quarterback Lane Kiffin I have no clue why you didn't go to John Rice Plumley. oh I know it but I kept waiting for it uh, me too and I was sitting there going they go to Rice Plumley. I said we're in trouble that gets fast you think about it and that was my fear going into the week he blew too up against Alabama last year as a, as a true freshman yeah and they're like yeah we're in trouble but that's what that's what that was my fear was that with our kind of lack of speed mm-hmm. and also at the time I mean we knew all we had was Hayden and Grant yeah. I mean well, I was Grant really was out for the season yeah so I mean done. You look at a guy like, I mean, Rice Plumley would have probably had a field day against those linebackers. Yeah. Nothing against Morgan. It's just he's quicker. It's mm-hmm. going to be hard to spot, to spot that guy. Super sh- he's as shifty as Trey Smith is. Yeah. So, I mean, it was – I was – yeah, I'm with you. I was really surprised we didn't see that. So, all right, it's that time. It's time for our – Moment of the game. And this is going to be – we had a lot of these to choose from. We had plenty of options. Which one did but, you pick? Because I gave you my pick, and well, you had your pick. And drum roll, please. Oh, hey. let's turn that down. Hang on. What did you did? I don't know. Stop playing the music. Hang on. 
Okay, now we're back over here. Now turn it up. Now we're ready. Go. And got them the ball. Hang on. And, uh, what a Almost there. Almost there. Here we go. Wow. Second and 12. Corral. Zips one. Right again. Greg Morgan comes up with another that move. Inside the 10. Touchdown, Arkansas. Are you kidding me? He's playing with one arm. He dropped the pick earlier. Now he comes up with a pick six to seal the game. Wow. Again, he's just reading eyes, and he sees exactly where Corral is going and steps right in front. We talked all game about the fact that they were not allowing. I think Hayden Henry would have had it right behind him. Like, they were literally in line. It makes you wonder what in the world Corral was looking at, because even from that back, the view from behind the, the play, right there. all you see, I mean, that's what you see. You see Morgan standing there just waiting on the football. Like, I don't know what he was doing on that play. So He cut back on it because he cut back against himself yeah. to, to run. And then the juke move on the tight end was great. The dude <laughs> yes. folded him up, crossover dribble, and said, let me get it. There's another one. Yeah, mm. Golly, what a day. Put that kid on scholarship, so, coach. Yep, it's coming January. Thanks. So, what? All right. Offensive player of the week. You want me to go first? You going first? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same. <laughs> so you don't have any choice I, here. No, the <laughs> man was the number one play on the SEC, SEC top ten Saturday night. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man! I I, I went nuts on that play when it happened. His catch. So, I wish Traylon would have scored on that play, but I love the, the fifty-five knee. yard run. No, that oh, one. <laughs> the that Down to the one. Yeah. That Traylon. Yeah. Gotcha. Different Traylon. So yeah, I mean, I you you really only had one choice on the offensive side of the ball. Hundred and eighty-three yards from scrimmage. Yeah. Something like that. It's dirty. And yeah. then you got Ole Miss fans who had the audacity to be like Elijah Moore outplayed him. What? Like, come on, man. Like, did you see any more catches? No, he didn't have the same. No, actually, Burks had more catches, too, I think. Hang on. Let me I think Burks had 11 for like 137 or something like that. I think it was the same. I think they both had 11 catches. <laughs> if I right. Hang on. I'll tell you for it's sure. It's somewhere close to that, then. I think they both had 11. Could yeah, have been 11 for 113. Yep. Burks, 11 for 137. Yeah. Both had a touchdown. Burks My was 55. Works. Moore was 34. My mind works in mysterious ways. <laughs> and then the rushing yards, 46 more rushing yards. So, yeah, I mean, no question your offensive player of the game was Traylon Burks. Defensive. And that's why you want him every chance you can get the ball to him. Yeah. Did you see the third down play he dropped? Yes. Third yeah. down is like a third and nine. Yeah, wide he open. He got away with a huge <laughs> offensive yeah. push, too. And for him to drop it, I, I like my jaw hit the ground. I'm like, yeah. he dropped a ball? Yeah, he don't drop much. He dropped a ball. With it. He's got dead gum lunch boxes for hands. <laughs> How do you drop the ball? But, yeah. Hey, he's allowed to drop a ball every now and then. Defensive player of the game, I have to go Hudson Clark. Okay. That's who I'm going with. Because of the simple, I mean, you could go Grant Morgan any day of the week with 19 tackles, but three interceptions in a game does not happen a lot. I think the SEC record's five, or not SEC, but college football record's like five. Yeah. And that is just right place, right Same time. Number, yeah. All the time. Four targets, three interceptions, yeah. <laughs> one pass completed on the guy. He was amazing, man. And. So, I gave Hudson the player of the week last week. So, I don't know that I could do it twice in a row. I mean, I could, obviously. Could he had a great game. Catalan in there. Catalan had a big game with his pick six. His games are becoming normal, But though. you know what? I'm going with the guy that I've had to apologize, who's the Bedneric player of the week, Mr. Grant Morgan. 19 tackles, five solos, one sack, three for a loss, two passes defended, and the game-winning pick six, which was our yes sir moment of the game. And you're dying. Don't die on me over there, Andy. <laughs> should should work on swallowing a little better. A little better there, bud. Guys excited, sir. <laughs> that, that whole conversation is not going to come out well on the other side of this no. podcast. So um, just trust us. It wasn't what it sounded like. Don't clear your throat now. <laughs> I'm dying over here. I got oh, the COVID. good lord! The COVID hack. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get hey, Oh, by the way, we might have COVID, just letting you know. Hey, it's cute. <laughs> asshole. Should have told you that before you got here. No, I'll tell you a story on that in a minute. All right, so recap the SEC. COVID don't scare me. 
Uh, interesting week in the SEC. Obviously, we had two games canceled. Why are you not taking Flow that? Rider. Yeah, we want 90,000 in the stands. No, you don't. You go get you a dose of that COVID there, Dan Mullen. <laughs> and he got it. Yep. <laughs> he got it. Like, really, man. Like, what the crazy thing is, is all the teams that have played Texas A&M have ended up with it. <laughs> and Texas A&M like, we're good. We're clean, boys. Jimbo got us. <laughs> we got no COVID, and we can put 90000 in the stands. How you like us now? <laughs> That's why they <laughs> – Texans ain't scared, boy. <laughs> I really want to figure out if we can go to the game next week. I'm game. To, I'm it. game to go. I don't see go. any way we can go. go. I'll buy some tickets. I'm out that weekend. I'll That's make true. that trip. I'll have to look and see what we can find tickets for. I've got a handicapped parking pass. We'll park close. <laughs> so, Georgia, Alabama, any surprises there? No. No. Well, surprised in Georgia's second half offensive no, or lack of offense for that matter. Uh, Saban doesn't lose to. Saving assistance. Now, what, 22 and 0, 21 and 0 now? And Kirby's a stud. I, so, what happened? I'm surprised. I, I picked Georgia to win this game. If you listen to the pod, Steve's over uh, two. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually going to compile the stats from our picks from the last three weeks when Tyler and I have done them, and we're going to announce that on the pod this oh, week, too. And he's perfect. So, yeah. But, Far bitch. so I went with, I went with Georgia in this game. I think the surprising part to me, though, was the fact that. Georgia's been killing people in the second half. Like, why did you go with Georgia? Well, okay, a couple of reasons. One, at the time that we recorded the podcast, Nick Saban was not going to coach. Okay, well, that so that be, was part huge. of it. That's huge. Yeah, that was part of it. At the time that he hadn't, he was not coaching when we recorded the podcast. And they weren't going to let him coach from, like, he couldn't coach from like a monitor or anything. anything. Right. No, yeah. you cannot even talk to anyone. Right. And so because of that, <clears throat> You know, I just thought that Georgia Georgia had played so well. We'd just seen what Alabama did against Ole Miss. I thought Georgia would be able to do enough offensively to, to, to get to get that win. I think where I'm surprised at, I mean, they still gained 414 yards. They did well, you know, offensively, just not in the second half. The lack of adjustment, it was like the the, the chess king outplayed the, 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 the other one. The you know, the, the, Yeah, I mean, in that scenario. Because, queen. yeah, Saban just – is the better he, – he had the better moves, the better plays. Because I think Georgia's probably a little more talented than Alabama I right think now. you're at least even. Yeah, even I mean, now offensively, not. Alabama's got stupid talent. Like, it's just it's not even just fair. just the speed at receiver, yeah. man. Well, I mean, Mac Jones is, is amazing. They've got amazing that running backs. come around a lot better. Their than offense is just stupid. He's thrown for over 400 yards in every game. Yeah. This is the first game Alabama hadn't scored 50 points this year. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's and, and 41. Oh, my God. Yeah, like <laughs> – crazy so i mean yeah that was the surprising part to me i really thought georgia would be more competitive anything in this game. of alabama's defense against old miss last week have your kind of your waiver to go to georgia there yeah because that that made me question that game i thought it'd been a lot tighter than that that was my thing too i really thought with the way and, and, and you know saban's gonna he's not gonna let that go like you know in practice oh, he was no. losing his mind all week last week that's why he got COVID, I, that's why the covid he, left so right. fast he yeah. whooped it too yeah he did and, and so i mean i you know i Again, I was just surprised that, that Alabama really won it so easily. Texas A&M, Mississippi State. I mean, be, be walk. <laughs> Mississippi State, hey. What's up? You know what was awesome? Uh, did you see the – They the, pulled Costello in that game. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah Will, and if you – that Will, Will Rogers, Will, dude. Will, danger. Will. Dude, he's got the worst throwing motion of any quarterback I've ever seen. It's, Is it worse than Tebow? It's, it's, it's this weird hitch, like up here, and it kind of throws from like that. Phillip Rivers? Uh, it's no because it's awkward. From his elbow, he does, but this one's got like a stop to it. It's almost like it's really awkward. So does it make it look like the shoulders like coming out of? Side yeah, it's throw? it is an odd throwing. I've watched him throw a couple. And I was like, but I mean, hey, you know, they made the point in the broadcast. They said, <laughs> said Mississippi State fans, remember when you played Arkansas and you you actually scored an offensive touchdown? It finally happened again. <laughs> so they, I think it was the first it's time. Last time they scored an offensive touchdown was against Arkansas. Yeah, and then they finally scored because again they against. Did, they had two points against Kentucky, mm -hmm. and then they got one late third in the quarter, third quarter, yep. and they were like, they were on top of the world. Yeah. I saw it. I think I was at Lost <laughs> Pizza yesterday, and they were replaying that game. Yeah, and I walked in right when they had scored that touchdown. I'm like, dude, you're still down 28-14. Shut your mouth. Go to the bench. <laughs> just act happened. like you've been here before. They haven't. <laughs> Not since LSU. He might have been his first <laughs> touchdown on the year. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so nothing really. I'm I'm a little surprised that A&M didn't play better offensively in that game. But then again. Kellen Mond, what, 
tw- 13 of 23 for 139 yards. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Not great. You know, he was like, where they talked about Heisman for that idiot. Oh, good, oh yeah. man, I shouldn't have called him an idiot. I'm sorry. You're not uh, an idiot. But they talked about Heisman for that guy. It's the first year. Oh, you can be a Heisman. Kellen Mond is a cellar dweller. <laughs> Even if he beats us, he's a, still a cellar dweller as far as the quarterback position goes. Yeah, yeah. I've never been impressed with that guy. If you put any pressure on him, he crumbles like a cookie. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Auburn, South Carolina. <laughs> Screw you, Chad. Uh, okay, so the only surprise that I have, I picked South Carolina in this game. The only su- you got one right. I did. Woo! The only surprise. Hey, I picked Texas A&M to win that game too. So you uh, got two right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did not get the next one. We're going to talk about oh, right at all. Oh lord. But, um, so South Carolina. The, nothing surprised me in this game except for the fact that Chad Morris and Gus Malzahn still have a job. Like, <laughs> did you see Bo Nix? Did you see Bo Nix, Seth Williams, and, uh-huh. and Malzahn going at it on the sideline? Uh-huh. I've seen parts of it. God bless. What a freaking cluster. Somebody's getting benched. Like, <laughs> Auburn. Can Enjoy. we get Marcelo back Enjoy. over here to talk about this possibly? Yeah, I think we need to. Like, that needs to happen. I just, he was dogging what Auburn about, on him. Hey, B. Walt, can we get you on here too? Please. I would, I would pay to talk to that guy. Please. That would be awesome. I'd laugh at him. Don't say that too loud. They'd expect us to pay. I don't care. So I'll give him five bucks. <laughs> five, yeah. I'm in. I got $5 oh, right man. now. Uh, you can put it towards the fund of firing Mike Leach. So it's probably already open. <laughs> right. I'm sure it is. There's a GoFundMe out there. Fire yeah. this idiot we hired. Yeah. So, yeah, no surprises in that game other than the fact that those guys are still employed. Auburn's just terrible. They get Ole Miss this week, and that should be fun. Thank you. Oh, Lord. I was going to say something <laughs> about that, too. Can I, you imagine if, if Lane gets his train back rolling? Oh, man. How dominant that offense. If they come yeah. out blowing and going, I don't see Auburn stopping them. I really don't. No, I don't think so. Auburn doesn't have near the defensive capability we do. No. Or the personnel. And they have a lot more talent. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, – well, and it's you're, coaching, already, see, coaching, you're already starting coaching. to see that eroding happening with Auburn, too. It is Everybody's infighting. It's just getting ugly. So, I, I think this one was the surprise of the weekend for both of us, though. You win. Kentucky and Tennessee. Oh, oh my goodness. Like as good as Tennessee played last week against Georgia in the first four half. a half. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, you know, the the weeks prior, Tennessee was just rolling, son. And then, oh wait, let's play that team from up north in blue in the funny end zone and the really, really good defense that everybody talks about. And we're gonna let them put up thirty four points on us, and we're only gonna put up seven. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Not only we're we gonna give up thirty four points, but we're going to throw three interceptions and in three consecutive passes, two of which were pick sixes. Garantano throws a pick six, then comes back out on the next possession, next pass, throws a pick six. So they replace him with whoever their backup is, and he comes out and throws another interception on the very next pass. So question, <laughs> are you sure that Ben Hicks didn't swap <laughs> No, that's where Starkle really is. <laughs> he didn't go to San Jose State and sit out. He's over there at Tennessee. Like, it oh was so bad. I didn't, I, like I said, I watched the game on my phone from the deer stand. Thankfully, I was in a box so I could turn the volume up a little right. bit and I could hear it and then I started cheering and I was like, I gotta be quiet. <laughs> well, it was funny. I think they were, so somebody made this point, like they'd given Kentucky crap coming into the Mississippi State game. Like, they only got the announcers were shocked about that they've one only too. got one interception on the year or something and then since then they've intercepted like nine passes since that game since so we got that many yeah yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. but oh man just crazy 34 to 7 kentucky has no problems with tennessee i don't know which direction tennessee's going right now i think it was either tyler or will one in the in our in our group chat made the comments that georgia broke tennessee and they did man tennessee like you said they where they went they were on the like a seven game winning streak six game winning streak something like nine. that and, and last then, season. Yeah, and then Georgia comes in. And they didn't Tennessee's play anybody in the studs, too, now, as far as yeah. talent goes. They do. Right, you talk about a star factor. Tennessee picks them up. They do. They've recruited they, very well. They've done, was it Jer- Jerry or Jeremy? Pruitt. Pruitt, yeah. yeah. Another saving assistant. Yep. Uh, it is officially Tennessee hate week if you're an Alabama fan. Well, <laughs> because uh, oh, I that don't, game could get really ugly. I don't think that one's going to get any. We're not watching them come out and shock Alabama. Probably. That's why they didn't beat Kentucky. They were just they were looking at it. They were prepping ahead of time. So, pre-gaming. Yeah. 
so that was our most surprising game. I'm in on that. All right. We're into the – hey, we've made it to the end. Good thing we got five minutes left. What do you think would have happened in the LSU-Florida game? I think Florida would have stomped the living mess. I just read something on here that uh, Miles Brennan's got a significant lower body injury or something. Okay. So – That one, and then Vandy was the other one that canceled? Yeah. Who was Vandy supposed to play? Mizzou. And that's COVID-related too? Yeah. Which team? I think it was Vandy. Vandy's too smart to get COVID. It had to be Methodist. I can't even say Missouri's had their issues with COVID, but I think it was Vandy that had the issue. Because Vandy just played – no, that was the first week they played a and I don't know. Yeah, it might be them because A&M seemed to – damn, we're up next. Yeah, right. Shit. <laughs> Why couldn't we have the bye week the after A&M? Catch the COVID. Well, hey, A&M's got a bye week this week too, so maybe they can get rid of all the COVID too. <laughs> yeah. They but to. based on based on the uh, partying that one individual on the football team was doing – on Saturday night. We're not going to talk they about that. They were not, that. but I'm a little bit concerned. We're that, not going to talk about that. Concerned about COVID. Right. I'm concerned about COVID <laughs> if they were partying that hard. <laughs> after that win at Mississippi State, somebody in Fayetteville is catching COVID tonight. It might be more than one by yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> I need to see more okay. players. I got two I got two ramblings that I want to go on. I ramble this entire time. So yeah. what are you rambling about now? Okay. So have you seen the news nope. about the Cowboys? Have you seen all this stuff coming out? The players talking about how the coaches are terrible and how they know nothing. And that it's like some player has anonymously come out. Players have anonymously come out and told reporters that the coaching staff's crap. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to – no one wants to play for them. I'm telling you, everything I heard sounded like the Chad Morris era at Arkansas. Whose responsibility was it to get Chad Morris as the head coach at Arkansas? Jerry Jones. Yes. That was Jerry Jones's boy. They're like neighbors. Like, it sounds exactly the same. So The only thing I've seen with Dallas is the guy who punches his TV like 19 times, throws it on the ground, and then puts his nine to it and pulls the trigger like six times and shoots his TV. So, so Mike Prescott jersey. So, oh, good so Mike McCarthy comes out after these comments in a press conference and says that uh, we need to be men about this. We need to talk, to, you know, talk within the organization. I don't disagree with that. But I found something very interesting. I was watching ESPN today, which I don't really do very often. But So apparently there's already been inner rumblings and issues about the Mike McCarthy hiring. The fact that he walked in and when, they inter- when he interviewed, he was all talking about how he's an analytics guy. He loves analytics. He wants to bring all this analytical stuff to, to Dallas, and do which sounds a lot like what Dipstick wanted to do at Arkansas, which is probably why, they sold, why he sold Jerry Jones on getting the job. Since he's been in Dallas, he's done nothing in terms of analytics. Mike McCarthy was successful in Green Bay. Yeah, was he though? I mean, you got one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, and you got one title out of it. It's one more than a lot of people. And and, they've got one more title, and Dallas has how many playoff wins? Yeah, Yeah. ninety-five. I just don't. Okay, but here's what I don't understand about the Dallas situation. Then you tear your quarterback's foot off. But but here's what I don't get about the Dallas situation. You didn't do anything, but in. Improve at head coach. You still got the same crap offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore. Yeah. You still got the same defensive coordinator. You still got the same players. You got a Zeke, uh, Zeke Elliott who can't hold on to a football. Fumble two like, consecutive plays. Yeah, and on not even hard hits or anything. Just literally just dropped the football head and knocked out. Like, it was nothing. Like, Zeke is a shell of whoever he was before. Zeke was a stud. I don't know who Zeke is right now. I mean, it's terrible. And, and then you got Dalton back there who don't even act like he knows who Amari Cooper is. And I'm not even a Cowboys fan. I'm sitting here talking about it. I just thought it was hilarious the way everything came out they, yesterday. They've got some studs at receiver with Gallup, yes. C.D. Lamb, yes. and then you're not even talking about Amari Cooper, right? Who's, in my opinion, the best of the three by far. Uh, from Michael, experience, C.D. Lamb's going to be. Yeah, he will special. be. He's a little guy, though. Yeah. Michael Gallup is a rocket. I mean, he has always just oh, been yeah. a speedster, and he has come around. A couple of years ago, he couldn't catch cold, mm-hmm. and now he can actually catch the ball. He can go up and get it, and they could use that. Dalton's got an arm, and he came in the game that. That Dak broke his ankle in or dislocated it and tried to tear his foot off. Yeah. And, you know, he brought him back for a win. And I've always been a Dalton fan. One, he's he's a redheaded guy. So, I got to be a fan. I'm a ginger. We got to support each other. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I was figured, you know what, give him a couple weeks, he'll be good. No, it didn't help him that they played the Cardinals. Well, it sure. didn't help. And they haven't stopped a damn person all year on defense. But so. it also doesn't help that they have no offensive line. No, they don't. Like, all their offensive linemen are out, hurt. Too. Yeah. I mean, Zach Ray Martin Collins was out. Martin Zach was Martin the last left. one left, and he got hurt in that game. Yeah, uh, for sure. Who's their center? 
He gone too. Yeah, he's gone. They're all gone. They're, I mean, did you see? Were you what? Did you watch that game? Parts of after it. Martin I laughed and giggled. After Martin got hurt, I didn't watch much of it. But after Martin got hurt, they brought that new right guard in. That poor dude looked like a like a deer in the headlights and got just annihilated on the very first the play. Cardinals aren't a bad team. They're not, means. and they're ultra explosive on offense, and oh, that's proven. Yeah, yeah. eighty yard bomb to to, to Kurt Christian Kurt, yep. who's done that many times in that stadium. One of them against yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, you got Larry Fitzgerald catching the ball with his fingertips. Did you see mm-hmm. that catch? No, I didn't see that one. He caught it. Literally, the ball came through, and he caught it with his fingertips. It never <laughs> even hit his palm. Nice. <laughs> and you could see it, and he goes, and you see him open his hand and grab the ball the rest of the way. I'm like, damn, <laughs> Superman catching footballs here. That's nuts. Oh, it was bad, dude. You need to go back and look at that catch. Okay, my other rambling rant, whatever you want to call it. How about LSU. They suck at football. Now they're going to suck forever. They may get the death penalty out of this deal, dude. Like, this is if bad. It, there's, they sanctioned themselves, from what I understand today, uh, removing eight scholarships on football over the next two years. Wow. Uh, Odell, yeah, it won't Eight total. That's it. Yeah, it's I not know. eight a year, eight total. Yeah, eight, four, two a year. four a year, roughly. Two it's, years. It's two over a year. Two years. It'd be eight. Eight divided by two is four. I thought they had it in here over two. Over. Anyway, I, go I ahead. was listening to Moose, so. Um, Odell's not allowed in the locker room or anything for two years. Mm-hmm. How dumb can you be to be seen on national television handing out money, fake or real, no matter what it was, who it is on the team as a senior, a junior, somebody's leaving, whatever. You can't do that. I don't know how much of it was brought on by Will Wade uh, because I haven't looked into this story too much. It's kind of working on the truck. So please inform me of the rest. Okay. So, number one, let's just talk about how inept the LSU leadership is mm-hmm. and how stupid they must think the rest of the country is. Because right after this happened, the Odell thing, after the championship game, what did they say? They said like two days later, oh, it was Monopoly money. It wasn't even real money. It was Monopoly money. Yeah, because... Because, because cameras aren't good enough to zoom in and tell yeah, you. Yeah, and because Odell Beckham would be walking around with Monopoly money to play a joke. This That's not what Mo- Odell, Odell does. Odell Beckham is ignorant. Odell Beckham just going to give out money. He don't care. Like, he don't care about you. He wore a... $200,000 watch in the first game on the field yeah. as a Brown that matched his uniform. So here's what I don't understand about this whole thing. The, the Richard Millet. For the foot, well, okay, so the football program has been charged with a level three violation, which, which is what? I looked this up, and it's basically just a breach of conduct is what the NCAA calls it, a breach of conduct. So it's a slap on the hand. Which is violations that are isolated or limited in nature, provide no more than a minimal recruiting or competitive or other advantage, and do not include more than a minimal imper- impermissible benefit. Well, that's bullshit. Dear NCAA, can you tell me what is minimal about $182,000? I, if it's minimal, I want one hundred eighty-two thousand yeah, dollars. That's minimal. I want one hundred eighty-two thousand. Then we need three hundred and sixty-four thousand dollars, like now. And it's minimal. It shouldn't be a it's big minimal. deal. Minimal. It's no big deal. Yeah, it's, we should go to get that easy. No sweat off my back. Just go ahead and write that check. So, so check this out. Who do I need to get in touch with? Thank the most you? serious allegations related to the LSU football program involve booster John Paul Funes. He was the former CEO of a hospital foundation. Oh wow, that sounds like we're about to get in some real trouble when you say hospital. He stole. Money. So he embezzled from the hospital foundation. Oh wait, wait, wait! And I said one hundred eighty thousand. I'm sorry. Let me, let me, let me correct that. He stole a half a million dollars from the hospital foundation. Think he's got any more? That he then distributed to parents of LSU players, one of whom was former LSU offensive lineman Vidal Alexander's dad, who just happens to be a uh, self-employed entrepreneur in Atlanta. Also known as a? Drug dealer. No, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't oh. say that. That's not It's right. insinuating. He's, he owns multiple very successful could, businesses in Atlanta. Have a, a, There's probably a lot of car washes. Hey, look, so, Atlanta known for chicken wings. I like chicken wings. They got a place called Hot Atlanta Wings. <laughs> it could be that. I like chicken. I might come see this dude if he owns chicken wing places. So... He embezzles over half or over, yeah, more than a half a million dollars, gives some of the money to the parents of two former LSU players who they don't even talk about. Alexander is one of those players. He got a, his dad got 180,000 bucks. Now, was that at one time? That was, he was paid for a no show job between 2012 and 2017, $180,000. So five years. So we're really only talking about 35,000 a year, maybe somewhere in that range. For a no show, so you're getting just thirty five grand a year just handed to you for doing yes, nothing. For doing nothing because your son's good at football. I'm in because your son's a large man. I'm, like, in. I'm in. <laughs> you know, so okay. 
So that was that big part of it. They still haven't even touched the basketball stuff, which well, I was reading that. I still blows my mind to this day that Will Wade did what he did, said what he said, and was allowed to coach last year. And still allowed to coach. I mean, mm-hmm. in the document released by to ESPN by the university in August, said they wrote that LSU men's basketball coach Will Wade either arranged for or offered impermissible payments to 11 recruits and other people around them. How is this program still standing? Like I don't know. I don't. I don't think it will be. Eric Musselman still gonna kick that ass. Oh God, I hope. But I, and so I don't understand how you. First off, how over uh, at least two hundred thousand dollars is is a is a small amount of money, and it's not oh. enough to. It's not enough to give them a. It's a minimal impact on their recruiting ability. Like, give me a break, man. Like, you got folks just handing out cash. So, so or what? So what that tells me the NCAA is really saying is that's a small amount of money compared to what Alabama does. I mean, Clemson does. Texas does. I mean, is that not not what it says? I mean, when it it all comes out and stuff rolls downhill, we might see. I mean, how is it? Okay, just reading the... I've said it for years, just like, you know, everybody does this. It's a matter of getting caught. Yeah. And you can't be stupid with it. Yeah. I mean, again, when you read this... When you read the way this reads out, provides no more than a minimal recruiting advantage... I mean, $180,000 to, to, to my parents would have been a lot of money to persuade me to go to school somewhere. <laughs> like, that's not minimal. If, they would have, if I would have been in that position and offered $180,000, i am probably going there. But, but to me, if that's minimal, then that means that Alabama's offering half a million. Can we call Cam Newton? Right, yeah. We know what a Cam guy. How does that number keep popping up? Like, wasn't he 180 or was he 200 even? I don't know. I thought he was 182. Might have been, but I mean, what did, what did Mississippi State give him? Like, what is that? Is that the going rate? Like, I don't understand. One hundred and eighty thousand dollars, and they would play football in high school and college. And then, and, and so, and then it says includes more. Oh wait, sorry, a competitive or other advantage, and does not include more than a minimal impermissible benefit. So I thought an impermissible benefit was like anything, like literally an I, me giving a, a cheeseburger. Yeah, or you, me giving a player a ride across campus could be in, an impermissible benefit. We can get in trouble as host of a podcast for having someone we can't, but the player can. Yeah, just for talking to us, right? Without permission from an SID. Yeah. So how is so you're saying that? Babbling on a podcast as opposed to $180,000 carries the same fine. Yeah, apparently. Sweet, I'm in. <laughs> right. I'm just, I don't get it. So, yeah, just, I don't know, man. I don't but understand. $180,000. Yeah, I want the $180,000. I'll settle for $100 out of court. <laughs> $75,000, new Corvette, uh, new Escalade. That's pretty sweet, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. My buddy bought one today. Oh, boy. Got, oh. He spent a few bucks. Boy, <laughs> about six figures. Uh, I don't know. I haven't asked him that yet, but I'm sure he'll tell me. Look, but. if I'm spending six figures, it's on that new Hummer. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> I'm getting. I'm spending six figures on that new Hummer. Is what I'm doing. All right, man. We made it through another one. This one got way long, bro. Yeah, that's like that's a good looking. Yeah, <laughs> for his wife. All right, man. It's been fun. It's been real. Hogs are three and one. Yes, they are. Make sure you join Tyler and I in a couple of days. So you're going to listen to this podcast and the other one will be out. You can listen to that one. And then do not forget to join us. Thanks to Heart of Grace Outdoors for uh, bringing the stream this weekend. At uh, We are at Maumel this week for All Whitehall right. at Maumel. and be pretty good to watch old Davalier and Chambly get at it again. Yes, and finally Maumel back on the football field. So after COVID for weeks, I think three weeks now they've been out because of COVID. Is since that their first game. Yeah, their first game back. So yeah. we're excited to see Coach Horton, Coach Bolden going at it this week. And, and uh, make sure you guys join us at uh, www.arprepfb.com or just right on our Facebook page, Natural State Sports, or on YouTube at Natural State Sports as well. Other than that, man, I ain't got anything. I'm going to take a nap. All right. I'm tired now. All right. Well, until next week, woo pig. Woo damn pig. <laughs> <laughs>